gives it up. Parker to tie. You got it. This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. I'm sitting here today with an amazing individual, a part of the Chicago Cubs organization, Ethan Roberts. Ethan, thank you for being on the show today. How are you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, it's been nothing but fun, to say the least, to watch your career so far. Um, I don't have it with me, but my Tennessee Tech hat is not uh, with me, but I'm definitely repping them. I loved watching you and all the games down there. Um, and to kind of kick it off, a guy from Tennessee, one of the first players to go to a Division One school from where you're from, uh, can you to start it off? Can can you just kick it off for everybody that may not know you, that may not know of you so far? Um, you know what that was like being a part of you know Tennessee and, and just being in that organization, being a part of so many super regional games. What was that like for you in college? Yeah, I'm from I'm from 30 minutes south of where I went to school at at, at Tennessee Tech. Um, my first year there, we were, you know, kind of like an average team. And, and I mean, that's kind of what everybody gets to experience in college is, is, is a team that wins half their games and goes on and does it. But our next two years, man, it was it was fun. We went to regional at Florida State, beat Florida State that year, came back the next year even stronger. And we had to beat the SEC champion Ole Miss twice in the same day, and we did that. And then went to Texas and won the first game there. But, yeah, it was it was fun, man. It was a good group of guys for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, you mentioned Ole Miss and, you know, I I knock all my guys over there in Mississippi about what's going on with them. Um, But, you know, when you play against competitors like them, in all seriousness, they're one hell of an organization and and they really are star powered guys. For you to be able to dominate the way you did, how how did that transfer for you? And and what was kind of the thought process of, okay, you know, I I know, you know, as an athlete, you're you're always thinking that you're going to be the best player available, the best player on the field. But to to have the credentials to back that up, what did that solidify for you about going into, you know, the draft and, and becoming a major league baseball player? Yeah, so kind of kind of look back on it. Like our, our conference was called the Ohio Valley Conference. Mm-hmm. Like we're not playing like Ole Miss every day. When right. we play, you know, our Vanderbilt, our in-state rivals every year mm-hmm. in our midweeks. That was kind of like 
the taste of, you know, the SEC that we get that, you know, they're pretty darn good, you know what I mean? So uh, we go we go and we play, we play Ole Miss, but, I mean, before we played Ole Miss, we had to beat Missouri State. After we beat Missouri State, we were like, all right, you know, we belong here. Like, we got an at-large bid, we got a second seed, like, we belong here. So it was kind of... It was kind of cool to see that. And then the first the first time we played on this, we got beat. Right. Like, man, we gotta we gotta dig ourselves out of this hole now. We had to play Missouri State again that night. We beat them again. And uh, so going up against a team like that, especially you know a week before the draft, well, actually it was the week of the draft, is like a little bit nerve wracking. But it's also like you want to prove to people like that haven't seen you pitch against that competition all year. Like I said, we're we're not playing teams like that all year. Right. So I was trying to show that I could, I could compete at that level, and that was that was kind of the way I wanted to wanted to go out on that. So it was it was fun, it was stressful, but competing is stressful. That's what you live for. No, without a doubt. And you do mention the draft. You know, fourth round, one hundred and twenty eighth pick overall by the Chicago Cubs. You know, I'm a little biased. I think you landed in a perfect spot. This is exactly what the Cubs need right now. Just getting a bunch of youth. You're twenty four years of age now. What is that like for you? What's that thought process on draft night? You know, because a lot of people, you know, it's not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL to where, you know, it's it's televised to a huge market and everybody's there. Celebrities are there watching the whole thing go throughout the first seven rounds. For for the MLB, I mean, there's so many rounds, so many picks. What's that like for you? And what's it like nerve wracking going into things further than the first round? Yeah, for sure. So last, the last day we were playing was the first round. And I remember one of the one of the guys on on Ole Miss's team, Rollison, got picked, and he was in the dugout. So I couldn't imagine what he what was going through. Right. <laughs> so I get the way I waited till the next day, which was day two, which is two through ten, and I honestly didn't think I was going to go that day. I didn't. I didn't. I thought I was really? like a mid teens rounder guy, mm. and it just so happened that you know the Cubs were trying to save a little bit of money with that pick to pay a high school kid, mm. and so my agent worked some magic and. Uh, got me that pick for under slot so i was like you know money isn't everything to me so i was like dude i don't care i just want to go and he was like and now little did i know it was going to be the cubs he just told me you know hey you're going to go to the cubs and i was like okay but like over the time like that i've been in this organization now for four almost five years like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have wanted to be drafted by anybody else no, without a doubt. And, and you kind of tie into that with the organization itself. You've kind of been getting moved around everywhere, whether it was Eugene, Myrtle, wherever it may be. Can you kind of take us through those experiences of, of what each organization was like in the short time that you were there? Yeah, dude. So my first year was 18 and uh, I went to uh, Eugene, met the team in Boise, Idaho on July the 4th, hmm. um, played the rest of that season there. And that was it was a tough transition period for me um, going from college to pro ball uh, after almost 80 innings in college. I had never done that before in my life. Like I usually throw 56, 60 innings a year. So I just come off a really long year just for me personally as a player. And that year was, well, it wasn't a year. It was about two and a half months. And Eugene was a really big learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came back the next spring training and broke with South Bend. And I split time between South Bend and Myrtles, which was low A and high A back then. And then, uh, and then uh, 2020 happens. It's a wash. And then 21 was uh, double A split time with triple A. 
Right. And, and you know, you, you spend that time with AAA and we look at your stats right now. I hate being a stat guy as, as someone who played the game myself because it doesn't always reciprocate how well you did or how well you think you performed. But in this case, you performed very well. A three ERA, four two win loss ratio. You had 39 games, 72 strikeouts and 54 innings pitch like you said it's kind of your comfort zone to being in you know the 50s for innings and you're kind of back to that routine for you how do you think you performed in and going into this season not to shit on what the current guys are doing up there right now but it's a full-blown rebuild in a sense of you know anybody can get a full opportunity in, in the Cubs organization right now for you how excited are you going into this season you know Aside from the, you know, the lockout and everything else that's going on, we have no idea what's going to transpire with that. But if spring training does happen, Ethan, how excited <laughs> are you to be able to get that opportunity to build off of 2021? Well, this is what I've been wanting since I was in middle school, dude, just to be able to earn a chance. Right. Uh, it's so hard for guys to even earn a chance. You know, guys battle injuries. Guys aren't in front of the right people at the right time. Guys don't get added to rosters in certain times. Like it's it's hard for a guy to even get a chance, let alone to get a get a shot. Like like actually make it. You know what I mean? So I think uh, I think I'm in a good position personally. Um, I just got to go do my job, dude. I I, I don't want to have any excuses. I don't want to have any regrets. I just want to go do my job. I feel like I've invested my time and my effort in the things I need to this off season. I mean, I haven't trained this way or this much ever than I did this past off season. Love that. So and, and we'll see what, uh, what comes of it. But I mean, I just want to get back to where winning is the norm and wanting to win is the norm. And that's exactly what I feel like we've got in the making. So, right. And, and you know, I'm, I'm close with guys, Brennan Davis, Cole Franklin, Riley Thompson, uh, Miguel Amaya, these guys, like you said, you know, there's a high standard that's coming throughout the minor leagues right now, throughout the pipeline of, of the Cubs, and and you add into that now. I, I didn't know this before. You know, we, we've had conversations, but we've never talked about winning or anything like that. So to know that everybody who may or may not even know of each other yet have this same understanding of when we're going up, when we do get there, it's nothing but winning. And then for you, where does where does that start with you? And I, I know I understand, you know, with athletes, it's always about winning. But was it always from a young age or very competitive or or where did you build that winning mentality? Was it at Tennessee Tech? Yes. I mean, growing up, I was I was competitive as heck. I mean, it didn't matter if we were thumb wrestling or seeing how far we could throw a football like, dude, it didn't matter. I wanted to win everything. But. I'd say my competitive nature on a baseball field came in college, and that was from my coach who actually just came back. He was he, he left the year I left, went to Rice and came back. And uh, hey, they're actually playing UT tonight, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, dude, it, it was just like he knew how to get a team to play together. It, usually you have the vision, like, guys trying to fight guys for innings. And, right wishing failure upon your teammates trying to get innings from this guy or get at bats from this guy or whatever and we didn't have any of that and that was the first time i'd ever felt that like mm -hmm. in high school kids are like uh you you look at high school and it's more parents it's like my, my kids should be playing but you go to college it's like parents are out of the picture and then kids are usually the ones you know complaining about not getting to play right we didn't have any of that dude it was like next man up mentality Everybody was freaking dogs, and if you just to, just to say, I, I was kind of talking with with Max Bain about this the other day. It's like we're so 
data, like trying to see where our numbers are at and trying to make mm-hmm. our numbers look the best that we get, we lose sight of just winning. So like if I go out and I allow two runs, my ERA is an 18, but we just won the game. I don't care. Right. It doesn't matter. I just want to win. Right. So that, that's kind of what I think we'll get back to. And of course, winning your stats are going to be good. But, you know, I think I think that a lot, a lot of kids, the guys in the organization are ready to win. So. Right. And, you know, we kind of touched on that earlier. I hate I hate being that stat guy, man. I truly <laughs> do. Like it, it really like to me and, it, and it's really been a transition for me to try to get used to that because it's like it does matter. But when it comes to being on the field, being a player of that caliber, I feel like that's what separates the winners from the champions. You know, anybody can win a couple games, but a championship mentality that that's everything. Um, and you definitely have it. So for you and this is a very broad question, if you don't have an answer to it, that's fine. But you know, going into the 2022 season, you know, I know you're very critical of yourself and you're very critical of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, what are you building upon? What, what is something you're working on right now that you want to bring into the 2022 season? I was talking to Cole the other day um, and he really wants to instill his slider. Is there anything that Ethan Roberts is going to have in his bag of tricks this year that we may have not have seen prior? Uh, so la- last year, going back to last year, my main thing I wanted to do last year was attack lefties and beat lefties because mm-hmm. I've been destroyed by lefties all, all all my life, really. And I did that. Now, last year, my walks were up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. My goal this year is I want to try and trim down my walks. I want to maintain my velo. I kind of was up and down on my velo last year. I'd have some games I'd be 92 and then I'd have one game where I'd pop a 96. So it's like I want to be. I want to be consistently me, and I feel like that goes into preparation, and I feel like I've prepared for that. Um, mainly fastball slider for me. I'll dump in a few curveballs, but I'm maintaining shape on my curveball. I don't throw it a ton, but that way you have another another card in your back pocket. But I'm just going to I do to win at bats and win games, so it's going to be fun. Without a doubt. Now, I know you're a very busy man. You're on your way to the field right now, so I'm not going to keep you for too long. The fans have two questions for you. We did a poll. These are the top two questions they want to know about you. One, favorite teammate so far that either you roomed with them or whether you had amazing com- uh, communications with on the field throughout the Cubs organizations too, so far, who would that be? That's super tough, bro, because... I mean, you get you get new guys every year, man. And it's so crazy because you, you move teams and, you know, you connect with a few guys. That's a tough one. But I, I would honestly probably – I would probably have to say Wyatt Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I roomed with Wyatt. We were we were in a camper together in AA with no Wi-Fi, no TV. So we, we, we got to know each other pretty well. Um, I just – we, we kind of connected too because I just – uh, finished building my house and he's get he's building his house right now i think it's almost done too so it's just like we kind of connected on that but we were we were we were out in the middle of the woods <laughs> next on the <laughs> lake in tennessee uh living in a camper together with like nothing so no, yeah, without probably, a doubt. pretty tight <laughs> and now final question for you now actually you know what i gotta know in yep. your spare time what did you do no wi-fi no tv i need to know personally because i i couldn't do it bro i couldn't do it um, so he started up a little bit of a kind of a company and then my, my, most of the time we were just sitting there, you know, talking to each other, hanging out, whatever. But right. he would, we would get done with the, at the field, you know, 11 o'clock after the game, whatever, drive out. And, uh, he started a company where he was relacing gloves. Hmm. So we'd be sitting there relacing gloves all night. <laughs> Sometimes. You gotta do, yeah. hey, that's the grind. That's the grind. You gotta do what you gotta do. 
Yeah, his uh, his Instagram is the Lace Replacer. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm definitely gonna have to check it out for this season. <laughs> now, last question for you before we let you go. Um, you know, for you, what what is it that makes you so attracted to Chicago? Have you been here yet? And what are you looking forward to the most? Whether it be the food, the people, the sights. What is Ethan Roberts' yeah. first move to do in Chicago when he gets here? So I got to go one time. Um, it was when I was in South Bend. It was on the All-Star break, and my family came up, and um, I made a call to one of the guys that was in the office when I was there uh, two years, two, two, three, you know, what was that? Yeah, three years ago. Uh, he's no longer with us, but he got me in and did a little tour, went to the locker room, went through all that stuff, and all that. I mean, it's, it's a dream. It's the most iconic park you can play in. But on top of all that is there's nothing like the fans in Chicago, dude. There really isn't. Like, they're everywhere. They're I different. Can walk down they're very different. I can walk down my street in Sparta, Tennessee, and nobody even knows where that is, and I'll probably see 10 of them. Like, really? it's crazy. It's like the bits. The Cubs is like one of the biggest iconic organizations ever, and I cannot wait to play in front of those fans, dude. I'm going to do everything I can to get there because I don't know if I'm going to get my shot, but I'm. I, well, if I do, bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be life changing for me because I like playing in front of in front of people, right? And playing in front of people that are behind me, and it's kind of fun to play against people. You know, play play in front of people that are against you too sometimes. But playing in front of a, of, of a fan base like that is probably gonna be second to none. And I, I mean, I probably have to go do it and then tell you about it later. But bro, <laughs> I just can't imagine in my head like what it's gonna feel like. So that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. Without a doubt, brother. And you know what? And this is this is just me right now talking to you straight up. I've watched your I've watched your film for a very long time. Like I said, Tennessee Tech, I'm rocking with them. Tennessee Volunteers, anything Tennessee, I'm pretty much rocking with. You know, I, I definitely do think your shot is coming, and and you definitely deserve it. The hard work you've been putting in. And Ethan, really quick, again, I want to say thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure, a long time in coming. Me and you have been talking for yeah. a long time. Schedules finally mixed up. Um, sure. Love it. Um, really quick, though, for everybody, I know you're doing so much volunteer work and you're helping out in your high school and everything. Can you just tell the people what you got going on? If there's any charities or any schools or fundraisers that you want to shout out or even the glove company, anything you want to shout out, yeah. at all, brother, this is your time. Um, so what I'm kind of doing in my spare time is um, I'm, I give pitching lessons while I'm home. And then I've got a select group of kids that are kind of of the age, you know, eighth grade up or coming to my house and doing lifting sessions with me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's super, super cool because, you know, I never really got that opportunity. Right. Uh, that with anybody. Um, so I think I think it's good for these kids to get out and do stuff because uh, usually they don't. They'll just be sitting at home doing whatever. So I think it's good to get kids out and get them going. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been coming over to my high school. That's actually where I'm going. I don't have a I don't have a lesson for another hour and a half, two hours. But I'm gonna go in here and see what these guys are doing. Work with them a little bit. I think they have bullpens today since it's raining. So just kind of giving back to the town that gave me so much, dude. Like and and I can't do much in that right now, but my time. But like I can't wait to give back to this to this community because I'm never leaving this place. This this is like part of me. Everybody asks me, like, where are you going to be living? Where are you going to be living? And I'm like, I'm living in Sparta. What do you mean? I'm right. staying all alive. Like, this is this is what made me. So there, I won't be going anywhere. But I try and, I'm going to try and give back as much as I can and do what I can. But my goal is to build uh, a facility that caters to every sport. 
50 yards of turf, half a basketball court, a gym, and cages and mounds. And so kids can come in after school and just get their work in, hang out, have a lounge with some Xbox. That way they at least get out and get, get you know, with their buddies and kind of get out of the house a little bit. But, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. Um, and I, I, I can't wait to kind of branch out once I do, you know, kind of get get to where I'm going, uh, branch out and kind of help around the city of Chicago. I'll be out all the time, dude. So it'll be fun. <laughs> Without a doubt, man. And, you know, we, we are going to definitely have to connect. We're doing something over yeah. here called Cleats Over Streets. I'm really excited about it. Brennan's involved. Cole's involved. We're trying to get Ed Howard and a bunch of other guys on the Cubs involved. If you would ever want to be a part of that, we can always have that conversation. Um, it, it's a blessing to have someone like you in this organization because, truly, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things right now that people aren't grasping. It's always about making the million dollars. It's always about, you know, setting yourself up and, and – that shit's sweet. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I would kill for it. But it, it's the bigger goal at the end of the day that uh, gives back. It's genuine, man. And you truly are one of one of the greats when it comes to that. Um, and I can't wait to see you just rake up. So, again, Ethan, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being on the show today. This has been Mike Hughes with Mike on the Mic. Peace.